This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. We have a very popular elected official with us today, the Erie County Clerk, who defied all types of predictions. He is a registered Democrat, which we'll talk about after the election. <laughs> but he, he keeps winning as a Republican. He reminds me of Jimmy Griffin. I mean, uh, he rises above political persuasions and basically is very popular with the average man and woman on the street. He lives not far from our director of production of 15 years, Kevin Carr. They're South Buffalo kids. But before I tell you a little bit about him, I want to thank Stephanie McGrath and Bill Licata for recommending this program. But I want to mention what a sports star this man is at Bishop Timon. He was involved with a baseball team with the Georgetown Cup and also with the basketball team with the Manhattan Cup. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about you, but we'll talk about your sports career as the first question, then we'll talk about the government. Well, you know what? I went to an all-boys high school, and it was great. I just had the opportunity to marry uh, uh, Missy Byrne and Larry Doctor. Now she's Mrs. Larry Doctor. And Larry's brother, Mike Doctor, and I went to school, and everyone knows the lore of South Buffalo, of the Doctor family. So many great athletes in South Buffalo. And we were able to win uh, two championships, and we were lucky probably in one out of two of those in baseball. St. Francis had a Great, great team our junior year. And Canisius High School had a great team our senior year. And then in basketball, it's always very competitive. Uh, A school, uh, so that's a large school. And we were in basketball able to go to New York City. One of my heroes in high school and someone who I really looked up to, a very Christian gentleman, someone who was a mentor to me was Mel Polano. Uh, Mel Polano was the winningest high school uh, basketball coach in uh, New York State history, he was just surpassed by a coach in Olean, and his son, who I, I was very fond of, who also taught at the school, Jim Plana, was my baseball coach. So I was just honored to be part of that team. Great men, uh, great athletes, uh, scholar athletes at Timon, and uh, a great school. And Mel Plana used to say on your first day, uh, this will be the best four years of your life. And I have to say, Mr. Plano, who I know is doing well in Florida, um, and uh, God rest his soul, his lovely wife, they were just great, great people. Uh, but it was the best four years of my life, Brian. And I, matter of fact, ironically had a scholarship to St. Francis that um, I turned down. Wow. And um, my father took me to a basketball game. And I wanted to play basketball for time. And, and my father worked two jobs. He was a fireman. He painted houses. And remember, six kids, a couple sisters going to Catholic school. Expensive. Expensive. And uh, I said to my dad, uh, I really want to go to time. And, and he said, if that's what you want, uh, we'll make that happen. So uh, Catholic education, that Catholic foundation, and then I went on to Canisius College with the Jesuits. So I had the Sisters of Mercy in grammar school. I had the Franciscans in high school, and then I went on and had the Jesuits uh, in college. I really lean on that, uh, especially in politics. Well, after your career in government, we're going to name you as one of the communications heads for the Diocese of oh, Buffalo my Lord. with your Catholic education. I think we need more people supporting and helping the diocese. Tell you a little bit more about Mickey Kearns. He has served the greater Buffalo area and elected 
office for more than a decade, representing constituents in the Buffalo Common Council, New York State Assembly, and currently as the Erie County Clerk. After earning his B.A. in political science from Canisius College, Mickey Kearns entered public service as a sanitation worker for the city of Buffalo. He credits this period of his life for teaching him the value of hard work, honesty, and dedication to one's family, friends, neighbors, and community. And, and Nick Langworthy was funny when he introduced Mickey Kearns recently. He said, he said, I don't know if he's red or blue. I think he's kind of purple. Right, right. <laughs> now, let's talk about something that Nick is bragging about sure. you. And he, he's mentioned it before 500 people at the Stars and Stripes dinner. He mentioned before you're 200 people uh, at Curly's. And that's about you are forbidding the issuance of driver's license mm-hmm. for people who are here illegally. Mm-hmm. Isn't it against the law to give them driver's license if they are illegally in Erie County? It's illegal, Brian, and it's it's a very serious issue. We are facing a crisis in New York State. As you know, um, we kid around about being purple. Uh, I think the Democratic Party that my mother and father were in, uh, I was told by Governor Cuomo that if you're conservative in any way, you don't belong to live in New York State. Ridiculous. We, it is ridiculous. I mean, we need all types of people to make a great state, whether it's you're a Democrat, Republican, Independent, Conservative, whether you're a blank. Uh, this is the democratic process. And uh, when I was in Albany, there was a bill, and I knew that bill was there, that would grant people who were uh, – undocumented, meaning they did not have the proper documentation, Mm -hmm. and uh, the state would allow them to get a driver's license, which is a privilege, and it's a very important document. And now we know that uh, the New York State Senate is teetering on becoming uh, Democratic, and the governor is working very hard at that. And if that happens, uh, he was just recently in a Democratic primary where he said that he would issue driver's license to those people. And where it's so ridiculous is that if you come and try to come to the Auto Bureau tomorrow, uh, I was just listening to Bulldog and Mike Shope, mm-hmm. and if you do not have the proper documentation, uh, you will be sent away under the real idea. So how can you give them driver's licenses? So how can you give them driver's <laughs> licenses? Because it would be uh, our DMV workers would have to read passports from foreign countries and make a determination on whether these would be real passports. It's ridiculous. I'll tell you right now, I, I, I fought Governor Cuomo. I fought Sheldon Silver. I said this. I believe I'm the most independent elected official in Western New York. Uh, this is a position where we don't make policy, but we have to react to policy. And if the state uh, passes that law, I'm not going to. And I will continue uh, to uh, not issue those driver's licenses, just like if you were to come in and you do not have that proper documentation, Brian, I can't issue that license. I have to send you away. Uh, for me, uh, that's something So that by law, you feel you should call Immigration and Naturalization Services and tell them there's an illegal person I here. I will follow the law. And this person should not only not get a driver's license, but should be deported if they are here illegally. And that will be a question for ICE. I know when Kathy Hochul was the clerk, uh, she was presented with this question. And what did she do? And she said that she would do the same thing. She would have ICE agents at the door, 
at the at the auto bureau waiting for these people to come in, and uh, she would then uh, give them to the federal authorities. So what have you had illegals come up uh, for the uh, a desk? Right now, for... it, right now it's illegal because the law right. has not changed. Um, you can be a non-citizen and get a license. There's there's as different long as ways. you're here. Legally, as long as you're here legally and you have yeah. a proper documentation, we work with Catholic charities. Uh, we work with many organizations where people have the proper documentation. Uh, we have students that come here. Of course, if there are students here that are here properly and they have the correct visa, uh, we want them to be able to drive and get around our great community. In addition to that, um, we have great companies like Ingram Micro. We have global companies where they have people coming in that have expertise. So, of course, you do not have to be a citizen to, do, to get a license. However, you have to have the proper documentation. And if a United States citizen comes in to that office and they don't have the proper documentation and we have to send them home based on a law that Congress passed, the Real ID Act, then you know what? To me, I'm not going to do that. And I said, I will once again stand up to Albany and not issue those driver's licenses. Well, let me ask you this. Could you, if you issued these licenses to illegal aliens... Couldn't you get into trouble? Isn't that vicarious liability? If you know of a crime taking place and you don't do something, you're part of the crime. Couldn't you be arrested too? Well, first of all, you know, there is a checklist. There's a six-point checklist. They would have to file documentation. So, for example, we'll take the enhanced driver's license. You you need an original birth certificate or a passport. Uh, If you don't have either... Uh, then you're not going to do that. So you could see where we're going with this. Now the next thing you would have to have is a Social Security card. Uh, it has to be an original Social Security card and then six points of uh, proof of uh, um, that you belong in New York State. So this is an issue that I think that at one point in time uh, was being considered by uh, the previous governor, Governor Spitzer, um, and is now being resurrected because Governor Cuomo has moved so far to the left you know, we yeah, don't have politicians. Anti, he's anti-ICE, too, isn't he? Doesn't That's right. He wanted ICE to be disbanded. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. I mean, we well, live well, on... if you disband him, then you'd have millions of illegal aliens, and including these 14,000 people in the caravans, walking into the country if you had no ICE. That is correct. You know, we are a nation of laws. Uh, we're taught that in school. We have to abide by the laws. And uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I put the citizens of Erie County first. We're learning a great deal, and I admire this man for his courage. There's a lot of pressure from illegal aliens in this country to get driver's licenses. And Mickey Kearns, Erie County Clerk, says, no, no way am I going to do this for people who are here illegally. Our guest today, the popular Erie County Clerk, Mickey Kearns, on the Rusk Report. If you're listening in Erie County or Toronto or Washington, D.C., to our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. Drop us a note. Please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We greet cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners as we have received letters at this station as far away as Scandinavia and New Zealand with our 50,000 watts of clear channel power. Again, ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. 
And West New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Eagle has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Eagle. The Ampol Eagle is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716 716- 8359454 of the latest news from Poland and Polonia mailbox each week. And coming up on this program, we're going to have next week Jordan Mulligan with Muskoka, Ontario Tourism. And then we're going to have a leader in the Hispanic community, Casimir Rodriguez, will be on this program. And then we have a program about the Middle East with Rachel Raza. So we have many exciting programs on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520. I'd also like to thank those who've contacted us regarding world-famous photographer Marissa Maruli of California and Ronald Kessler, who is here uh, to speak at the Buffalo Club, the author of the Trump White House. And we thank those who call us regarding Tony Ortega of the MDA. A little bit more information about Mickey Kearns. He went on to work in the private sector, eventually becoming vice president of the family-owned Kearns and Associates. Here, Mickey guided not-for-profits, parishes, educational institutions, and health care providers through the fundraising process and saw firsthand the struggles that small business owners face and the importance of not-for-profits in the community they serve. Now, you made history a couple months ago. You opened a new office. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell us about this with, I think, Saturday hours. So is this lessening the lines? Is this helping the Absolutely. consumer in Absolutely. Erie County? Tell us about that. One of the things I did is, you know, you mentioned my business acumen. I have over 14 years of private sector experience, more than I do in the public sector. And when I came into the office and what attracted me to the Erie County Clerk's Office is I love business. People don't know that about me. I was a small businessman. It's funny. Uh, I remember going back into government and I would say to my father, geez, it's nice. Every two weeks, the check is in the bank. When you're a small business person, uh, you don't know if that check is going to be in the bank. And I did an analysis of the Auto Bureau, and one of the things we did find is that our Saturday service in Chittawaga um, was very popular, but we needed an additional location. So I was able to work with the legislature uh, and identify $1.5 million that was sitting in an account for over hmm. 20 years. No one doing nothing, doing nothing, earning about $846 in interest. At one time, uh, when interest rates were higher, uh, that money was working uh, for taxpayers. But now over the past couple of years, it wasn't. With the 300% increase in enhanced dri- driver's license renewals and many people having to do this over the next three years, uh, I felt it was prudent. Instead of that money sitting in an account, we could utilize that money for technology and hiring uh, revenue neutral new workers that can open up a new facility. And here's the interesting thing, Brian, and this is where having a business acumen comes in and knowing this. I studied the situation before I made that decision. I talked with the uh, managers. We studied it. We researched it. I didn't have to go out and pay a consultant to do that. 
And one of the things, and the reason why I picked the Tonawanda location was the proximity to Niagara County. Erie County. To get them to come in here. Correct. Mm-hmm. And Erie County is the only facility that has two facilities open in the state of New York on a consistent basis. So we get people from Rochester. We get people from Syracuse. We even had a person come in from New York City mm-hmm. to do their work. They were here visiting a, a relative. But our proximity to Niagara County, We've been able to double our revenue on Saturdays, uh, especially since we opened up the second location. So one, what did we do? We provided convenience for people, but that convenience is generating revenue for the taxpayer. And that's what I'm about in this office. How can I generate revenue to keep taxes low? Uh, a lot of this money that we make goes over to the county and helps the county executive uh, to keep taxes low. Uh, it goes into the general fund. We don't get to keep that money. So for me, I'm always thinking about the taxpayer first, about convenience. And the other thing we were able to do is uh, we were able to create a, uh, a new way of doing things at the Auto Bureau that I could talk a little bit about. Okay. But I think it's great. And one thing I am proud about, Brian, is our disability community, uh, making sure that they have access. I have a brother who was born mentally retarded mm-hmm. and um, very close to the disability community my whole life. And we were able to have a Disability Awareness Day recently where we opened up our um, Eastern Hills Mall facility on a Saturday. First time in the history of Erie County that I not only we did have yeah. one open, we had two facilities open. We had three facilities open and one day on a Saturday. So when you talk about convenience, uh, that's what I'm trying to bring to the office. Now, I want to learn more about that million-dollar-plus account. Mm-hmm. How has this been hidden from it's, It everybody? hasn't been hidden. Here, here's where experience matters. When I was a Buffalo Common Council member working with your great friend and my great friend, uh, Council member David Franzak, a very yeah, good fine Polish American, fine Polish American, very good friend of mine, uh, someone I admire greatly. David and I, uh, I he gave me the uh, opportunity because of my business acumen to chair the finance committee. Yeah. And he said, Mickey, I know you would be good at this because I know you like numbers. So I used to make sure that the budget was on time for the city of Buffalo. We worked together with the mayor to make sure we had a a prudent budget. The mayor is very conservative, always cutting taxes in a good way. And I learned a lot from that. So in my first week in office, the first thing I did is I wanted to do an inventory and do a internal audit of the, of the clerk's office. I personally went, county clerk's clerk's office. I personally went through and I just studied it, looked at those numbers and I saw this one number. And it sort of stuck out to me. And I said, why is there a number? It was either approximately $846. What is that number? This is seven or eight years ago then. This is is a number that I'm looking at. I'm looking in last year's budget. Oh, last year's budget. Okay. Last year's budget. And, um, you know, working with our great controller, um, it just looked funny to me. I made a call over there to his staff. And I said, can we please meet tomorrow? And, and I want to know what this number is. And we sat down and we found out that this number uh, was $1.5 million sitting into a concentration account that belonged to the clerk's office. And I said, why is that? Concentration account for what? It was just an account that was there, that there is excess revenue that they were utilizing uh, to earn interest that would help the county. And I said, wait a second. We're not doing that anymore. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That money's, first of all, which the controller was 100% supportive. 
He said, Mickey, that's the clerk's money. That goes back to the clerk's office. We were able to take that money back, and we were able to utilize that money to hire those 11 workers that wouldn't cost anything to taxpayers, revenue neutral. So we didn't use money, uh, current taxpayer money. So here we got... So it's newfound money. It was newfound money. Mm -hmm. But, Brian, it took someone who had the initiative to look through that budget book. And that's what experience is. So basically it was a rainy day fund. It was a rainy day fund that nobody was paying attention to. Well, that's why it's good that you have business acumen in the private sector that you could have found that. Otherwise, you'd be sitting there for another 20 years. Our guest today is popular Erie County Clerk Mickey Kearns from South Buffalo on the Rusk Report. If you're listening in South Buffalo or Montreal or Manhattan, drop us a note. To Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always greet cards from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about Mickey Kearns. In 2005, Mickey ran and was elected as South District Council Member in Buffalo. As head of Buffalo Common Council member, as a city Common Council member, Mickey developed a reputation for tackling difficult issues head-on and provided an independent voice for constituents on all ends of the political spectrum. You know what, I, what is surprising me? How you appeal to people on both sides of the aisle. As I said, you're a registered Democrat, mm-hmm. but you're running as the endorsed Republican, I believe, conservative mm-hmm. Erie County a clerk candidate. We don't want to talk about the election, but how do you appeal to people on both sides of the aisle? You know, Jimmy Griffin was, uh, you mentioned him earlier. Great man. He was he, on this program he 10 was times. Great, great man. And I learned a lot uh, from the former mayor. He was probably my personal political idol. And what I liked about Mayor Griffin was, I remember being a young man. Here's this very popular uh, mayor of Buffalo, very powerful person, getting things done. Buffalo's on the move. He's pulling them out of a, uh, a great recession. Things are moving forward. Buffalo is being built. And I would see him as a young man, and he would take five minutes to you stop and talk. You near him in South Buffalo? Somewhat near him, yes. Okay. He was on Dorrance Avenue. But he could have said, hello and goodbye. But he used to encourage me. He said, we need good people in the office, uh, Mickey. So he, he encouraged you yet in the political He business. encouraged me, and not only did he encourage me, I worked, I learned from him, but he used to give me words of advice, and he said, uh, Mickey, work for the people. If you work for the people, you never have to worry about an election. And uh, he was always a very independent person. As we know, he was the only mayor uh, in the city of Buffalo history uh, to win the mayor on the conservative line. Uh, he didn't win it on the de- uh, Democratic line, the Republican line. That first time he won it on the conservative line. And, you know, as a um, first person getting into politics, being a businessman, I didn't know too many of the political bosses. Yeah. They didn't want me uh, in the office as the council member. But you know what? I ran and working with the people of South Buffalo, they've always stuck with me because I try to be hardworking. I try to be honest. Uh, I try to uh, give them the best possible constituent service I can. And when you do that, people pay you back with the vote. And it's hard. I work very hard, uh, but I really appreciate the people of South Buffalo. And then when I went on to the assembly, it was people of Orchard Park, the people of Lackawanna, and then the people of West Seneca. And it's the same thing. Work hard. Be honest. Work hard on the issues. Return phone calls. 
Do the best that you can, and they will reward you with the vote. Now, we have a couple minutes left. I believe, if history proves me right, you were against Sheldon Silver. That's correct. Who was the all-powerful speaker of the assembly, part of the three men in a room, and you were a registered Democrat, and he was the Democratic speaker of the assembly. When you opposed him and wanted to get rid of him, was he nasty to you? What did he do to you? He, when I first got there, um, when I first got to Albany, I ran a campaign against him. Uh, I met with him. We didn't know if he was going to sit me. I didn't have an office. Uh, when I first, I had a, a sit with another assembly member because I didn't have an office. I didn't have any staff. When I first so he started, stripped you of everything. He stripped me. Uh, when we were trying to um, move our district office, our, our, our original district office, um, you know, we didn't have any heat. Um, the doors wouldn't open. We'd have commissioners coming in. My doors wouldn't open. And But he knew uh, that I was going to continually fight with him. And then at some point in time when the JCO report came out that said that uh, he was harboring sex offenders, uh, my colleagues who were sexually harassing young girls, and it was proven. And he protected them. He protected them. Um, I couldn't take that anymore, and I looked him in the eye, and I said, it's time for you to resign. You, you confronted him personally? I confronted him personally. And what did he say to you when you he stood He said, up you'll to never him? amount to anything in Albany. And and he's about to be sentenced, he's about, isn't he? he? He's about to go to jail. He's about he? to go to jail. This is how God works in strange ways. Sometimes he asks maybe a small person uh, like myself, uh, a former garbage man. Remember, I was a garbage man. My first job... And then I became an assemblyman after a council member and working as a vice president. But sometimes God works in a strange ways, and he asks a small person to take on a big person. But no person is bigger than God. And Sheldon Silver and many other people uh, deserve, and they will get their, their punishment. And, he was, and he's been proven to have stolen millions of dollars. He not only stole millions of dollars from taxpayers, he stole millions of dollars from his own people. What do you mean his own people? Uh, the Jewish community, there was a uh, woman who used to work for him, uh, who was his aide, who made more money than the governor. And her husband was in a corrupt scheme uh, to work with Sheldon Silver. And it was proven, he ended up going to jail, that uh, they stole money from a food pantry, a Jewish food pantry. <laughs> How low can you get that you steal from your own... And he was a supposed p- leader of the Jewish community stealing Correct. from a Jewish food pantry. How much money... Terrible. He had, he had hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars Terrible. in the bank. And, if, and you know, I would hate to say this, it's, it's wrong to steal, but... To give to charity or something, there was nothing there. People. I didn't know from that. From his own people. I'm sorry we have to bring the Rusk Report to a close. Another man from South Buffalo is our director of production for 15 years, Kevin Carr. It's a South Buffalo show today. Loving it today. Mickey Kearns, <laughs> Bishop Diamond, sports star. No, and, no. And Kevin Carr, our great director of production. Thank you for teaching us so much. Mickey Kearns, Honor Erie County here. Clerk. Who is forbidding illegal aliens from getting driver's licenses? Thank you for teaching us. Have a great week. Thank you, Brian. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... 
they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.